Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The holidays are upon us and it's time for connecting, celebrating traditions, and in Western culture, it's the peak time for consumerism, an occasion for giving gifts and encouraging children and adults to make a list of all the things they want. It can also be a time of disappointment, jealousy, kids being overtired. It's a time of joy and it's a time of stress. From my perspective as a pediatrician, the holiday season is one more thing. It's an opportunity to teach lessons that go beyond the material act of giving things. Teaching kids about giving gifts is a valuable lesson on generosity, empathy, gratitude, consideration for others, and it's a time they can practice managing their feelings. I'm putting on my Santa hat and firing up my sleigh to bring you my science-based tips for teaching children about giving gifts. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the jolly pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the holiday magic of modern medicine with the cheerful reality of parenting. As I was researching this episode, one thing struck me, and that is that giving gifts is very much a lesson in cultural norms. There are all these things that we as adults know to do that a kid isn't going to know intuitively. And it's really challenging for kids because they are just starting to understand the world. And as part of their developmental process, they watch things, they observe things around them, and their brains make a rule for everything they see or experience. And they get really confused when things don't follow the rule that they've made up in their head. I'm sure a developmental psychologist could explain this better than I can, but I'm going to try. Kids are very concrete thinkers when they're young. So complex social dynamics, they're not in their wheelhouse yet. Here's an example of what I mean. One rule that adults know is that, in general, gifts should be reciprocal or equal. If your friend gives you a gift worth, like, say, $40, it would be awkward if you gave them, say, a pack of gum. It's an unspoken norm that you give a gift of approximately equal value. But if you're an adult and your parents give you and your partner a new barbecue, you certainly are not expected to give them a gift that's just as expensive. So the social norm to give something of equal value doesn't apply between generations. So that can be confusing for kids. So that's just one example. There are lots of other norms. You may start to notice them now that I've pointed this out. The biggest norm is that you have to say thank you and act excited even if you don't like a gift. And to a four-year-old, that feels like lying. They're just starting to learn about lies and truth, so this might seem deceptive to a kid. They won't want to say thank you, and they don't understand why they have to anyway. So as you hear all of my tips, keep this in mind, that gift giving is complex. It involves cultural norms that might go against your child's developmental stage. Think about your unspoken rules of gift-giving etiquette while you listen to this. 
There's one more thing that makes giving gifts challenging with kids. Whether we're teaching kids about giving gifts for the holidays, birthday, Easter, Valentine's Day, whatever the occasion, there are complex emotions involved. Social psychologists identify a basic set of emotions. These are feelings like happy, sad, anger, and fear. These are emotions that are relatively built in from the day they're born, and they're probably very directly linked to areas in the brain. Happy, sad, angry, afraid. Think about those. They are innate emotions. They just happen, and you can't control them that well. You're born having these emotions. And then there are complex emotions. These are emotions that are influenced by the culture you live in, and they require higher level thinking abilities. Some examples of these are things like gratitude, empathy, shame, and guilt. These complex emotions tend to take into account other people's feelings and intentions. Complex emotions are not well-regulated or established in young children. You know how hard you as an adult find it to navigate through the holidays, choosing the right gift, acting the right way at a party, choosing which side of the family to spend time with. As hard as these decisions are for you to make, kids are even more overwhelmed with knowing what to do and how to do it regarding the holidays. Now, onto my tips for teaching kids about gift giving and the lessons that you can learn from celebrating the holidays. First, I'm starting with this one because I think it's my best tip. Here it is. Teach kids to consider the thought and intention behind a gift that was given. You know, babies love everything. Mostly, they love the wrapping paper and boxes. And toddlers, they're generally happy to open anything and they say something like, dank do or something equally cute. But, oh, ho, ho, once a child becomes school-aged, parents tell me they are sometimes so embarrassed when their kids whine or complain when they open up a gift that they don't consider counts as a gift. You know, something like pajamas. You've heard it. Clothes? Yuck. Or they open a toy that they liked six months ago, but they aren't into anymore. As in like, ugh, I hate Ninjago. And then you think to yourself, but you were obsessed with them at your birthday. These reactions are developmentally appropriate, and they're not intended by your child to be rude. But you also don't want to force a kid to say thank you. That's not helpful either. Plus, you can hear it in their voice. You know, they're like, thanks, thanks. Here's my no guilt advice. Explain this to your kids. When you get a gift, you need to be kind and respectful and say thank you, even if you don't like the gift. So your child might say, well, why? Don't stop there. Add on this magical phrase. And this is my major tip. You tell them, a gift is a thought. When someone gives you a gift, they're thinking about you. The actual gift they give you is not really the thing they're giving you. It's their loving thought about you. A gift is a thought. When you tell your child this, some kids start to see every gift as equal. Size doesn't matter when it represents someone loves them. And when they inevitably slip up and say, oh man, you only have to say something like, wow, Aunt Anne was really thinking of you. The next opportunity that our society's focus on gifts allows us to do is teach kids about advertising and marketing. Where do your kids learn about new toys they want? Pay attention to posters at the mall, ads on YouTube, displays at the grocery store. People get paid a lot of money to strategize about how to influence us and our kids to want things and spend money on them. Point out the influence of advertising on our expectations for gift giving 
whenever you see it, wherever you are with your children. And talk about where your child got the idea for something they asked for on their list. I promised some science, and what I'm about to explain here will help you teach your child that advertisements are trying to get them to buy something. Research studies have shown that kids under the age of eight see commercials as part of the entertainment they're watching. They can't tell the difference between an ad and the television show they're watching. So you have to block commercials or you need to watch with your child and point out when they're being advertised to. And that can be hard to tell sometimes, especially if they embed a product into the show itself. The other crazy thing to be aware of is that advertisements often aren't accurate reflections of the size, the ability, or the function of a toy. This can cause disappointment when an action figure can't fly or a doll can't actually talk to you. If you see your child watching an ad on TV or YouTube with toys in them, talk to them and ask them about it. Ask if they can tell what's the show and what's an ad. Ask them about why they want a toy. What do they want to do with it? What do they expect the toy can do? What is your favorite thing about the holidays? Most adults say spending time with family, eating good food, time off from work or school, but they don't say it's about the gifts. Adults do tend to enjoy giving gifts because thinking about others and finding just the right gift feels really good. Kids, on the other hand, mostly they're just excited about the magic, getting gifts, anticipating what new things they might get. The next lesson your kids can learn during the holidays is about starting to see things from another person's perspective, understanding the needs and desires of others, encouraging empathy, and ultimately, you can help them learn this through the joy of giving a thoughtful gift. Giving a gift means the giver and receiver feel good, and when you give someone a gift, they want to give back, and that builds a relationship between the two people and trust. Here's one way you can do this. Take your kids to the dollar store and let them pick out gifts for everyone so they can give gifts too. And the adults will, of course, respond with gratitude. Some families who do this, they end up having adults who compete with each other to see who can be the most expressive of their love for a gift from your kid. If you want to remove the materialism and shopping from the holiday celebration, there's an entirely different lesson you can bring into play, and that's creativity. Your children can choose a gift, and that introduces problem-solving and negotiating when you guide them to choose gifts, or they can make a gift. In either case, encourage kids to ask questions about the interests of the person they're giving to. This can teach about information gathering, asking questions, making observations, you know, scientific inquiry, but it also teaches them to think about another person, which leads to the next lesson in the holidays, and that is to teach kids about communication. Gift giving fundamentally is a type of communication. The gift you give communicates your feelings for the person. And there are lots of other communication issues involved. For example, it can be rude as an adult to outright tell someone what you want. It's just funny to me because parents spend a lot of effort teaching their kids to communicate what they want in the rest of their lives, but we don't do that when it comes to gift giving with our friends. It's sort of taboo to say what you want. I heard one sociologist talk about how he and his wife choose gifts that they know their spouse wants, but they can avoid having to directly tell the other person what they want. 
he and his wife have a shared document where they write down any large ticket items that they think they want, like an expensive coffee maker, for example. And when gift-giving occasions approach, they sometimes buy something off the list. And it's still a surprise because they don't know what they're going to get, but they know it's something that the other person wanted. It's an interesting idea, and it made me think there are probably lots of traditions like this that you could start in your own family. Which brings me to lessons about budgeting, money, and economics. Kids don't know the real cost of the things they want. You know, if you tell them something is expensive, a kid might say, oh, that's okay. Santa can get it for me. As kids get older, you can help them make a budget of what they want to spend themselves on gifts, and you can go shopping with them. Talk to them about how you make decisions about how much to spend and how you look for bargains. For younger kids, focus and talk about the gifts you're giving to others and talk less on what your children are getting. Focus on spending time with family, traditions, food, decorating, all the other things that make up the season. As I was researching this episode, there was one thing I came across that really caught my attention. Research studies that examine patterns of gift giving all tend to show one important thing, that people in general value receiving gifts that are experiences more than other material gifts. Giving someone a dinner out, a hot air balloon ride, a picnic, making them dinner, there are lots of options. And there's one thing that people like even more than getting an experience as a gift. People love sentimental gifts. Frame your favorite photo of the two of you, put beach sand in a pretty bottle and date it with the day you first walked on the beach together, things like that. Gifts that remind of a time together, ones that let the receiver know that you've really thought about them when you created the gifts. Those are the best gifts of all, according to studies. I've saved my least favorite lesson from the season for the end. That is dealing with disappointment. Have you heard kids say things like, I didn't want this, or why did he get the good one? Or the worst I've heard after I saw a kid open an amazing pile of gifts is, is that it? Don't be upset when kids are disappointed. Instead, remember this is a teaching opportunity. Dealing with a disappointment is good for your child's development. One study showed that children who experience disappointment but are helped by a caring adult to overcome it, they develop better emotional control, confidence, and motivation. It's normal to want to protect your kids from being disappointed, but you need to lean into it. Ask your child, why are you unhappy? What were you hoping for? Ask them if they are letting a little bit of disappointment hide a lot of joy from the day. Never feed into a tantrum. Instead, take a child to a quiet place to calm down and work through their emotions. I know this can be hard at a family holiday gathering, but it's worth the effort in the long run when you can help them use challenging times like this to help practice and develop their ability to self-regulate, calm down, and face really difficult times. Times like not getting the gift they wanted, or only getting to eat five cookies, or only staying up two hours after their bedtime. The holidays can be a time filled with family, fun, and great food. They can also be a time of frustration and family squabbles. I hope this episode helps you to see the season in a different light. It's such a unique time to spend with your children when you can guide them through bizarre cultural rituals, how to deal with overindulgence when they eat too many sweets and stay up too late, navigate through disappointment, and share their love and appreciation for friends and family. 
this is the perfect episode for you to share with grandparents, aunts, uncles, or your spouse, so you can all be on the same page when it comes to raising kids during this joyous season. Send me your family's methods of celebrating the holidays and I'll share them on social media. We are all looking for ways to bring more order and sanity to this holiday season. For more from the pediatrician next door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the magical things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the jolly pediatrician next door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.